It's Barely in Topic, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. Welcome to Barely in Topic. We are here with the sixth episode of the sixth season. I'm, of course, VA, and I'm here with Jeff. Uh, hi, and I just want to point out to everyone that the beast will be summoned at the sixth minute of this episode, so be ready. <laughs> <laughs> and Nick. Good evening. <laughs> well, I mean, if it makes you feel any better, I do have my dog in here with me. So you might hear some random crinkles or squeaks. Probably not because he doesn't like to play with his toys if he, unless he has somebody else to play with them. But so I do have a beast here is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, um, my, my beast is almost certain to stay upstairs through the duration, I think. So yes, but I haven't had any beans, so no, no beast today. <laughs> is the other feline... With you? The feline beast? I'm not really sure about her whereabouts right now. Oh, she'll show up. She always does. Oh, probably. Oh, no, I can't be on a video call without her present at some point. It's a little ridiculous. Yes. Boomer likes to pop in for a little bit, and then when he realizes, oh, they're talking to other people and I don't understand this whole thing, I'm going to go over on the other couch and go to sleep. And that's what he does. So Mm. he is on his favorite rug behind me, so... Everything's good. All right, guys. I want to start off with this question. Why was David Posternock drafted 25th overall in 2014? He missed a bunch of the season with an injury. That's why, literally. Um, I think it's because Bruins were destined by God to draft him. Okay. I mean, the easy answer is just Pebbin. Okay. PJ Axelson willed it. (laughs) Okay. I I was curious because, you know, after this week, that's like the only question on my mind. I I read somewhere that he was kind of viewed as uh, immature. And the only way I could take that is like, oh, I guess they didn't like him because he was silly and goofy. So immature. He is still silly and goofy. I know. Such a <laughs> such a menace. <laughs> Which is why I think it's perfect that he's going to be a father now because it's like, yeah. oh, that's right. He loves kids. Have kids. Mm-hmm. I, that yeah. poor, His poor partner. She's going to have two kids like very oh, soon. Yeah. But hey, that's fine. You know? Um. <laughs> No, I mean, I enjoy his goofiness. I mean, his smile is infectious, even with the chipped two front teeth (laughs) in that pattern. Uh, You know, I mean, I I just, man, this week, if you said, do you think that David Posternock's going to score a a hat trick um, in one game? Okay, not just three goals over the course of of uh, the week, which is not a hat trick, of course, but do do you think he's going to do that? I wouldn't have said yes, because I would have thought "Eh, it's going to take him a little bit to really get his scoring touch back. (laughs) Wrong. Nope. Uh, Yeah. Now sits um, at eight points at at five goals, three assists and eight points in four games. Okay. 
Okay, that's really good. And he wasn't supposed to be back yet. Nope. Nope. His original projection had at least another week on from today, like because that was mid February, I think. Yep, and he says he's at a hundred percent. I mean, he's, he said. I mean, I believe him. <laughs> well, I, okay. Uh, first of all, I will point out uh, one. Um, Emily Benjamin pointed out, like, wow, he's pretty good at a hundred percent with, uh, you know, without a hip injury. And uh, two, he did say that after his first game back, which was last Saturday's matchup with the uh, Capitals, that he felt after afterwards, like the next morning, he felt like he had been hit by a train. So, and I think, yep, I can understand that. Um, I mean, I feel like playing the Capitals will do that to you. Yep. As we talked about last week, there there are a lot of large men. <laughs> yeah, but he, you know, he found a way. <laughs> he he found a way to to score a bunch this week, uh, including against the Capitals. Not in the first game. That was okay. I wasn't expecting it. I wasn't expecting it for a while because you know I thought hmm, he needs a little time, and then I was wrong. Excuse me. Ah, uh, so want to get into it? Want to talk about games? Do it. Yes. Okay, so the first game was on Monday. It was the 1st of February. And it still took me nearly a week to change my calendar over because time doesn't have much meaning anymore. Uh, so anyway. Uh, it the, does not. Yes. The <laughs> Bruins were taking on the Capitals in Washington. And uh, that game went pretty well. I mean, like, not for a while, not at first, but... Uh... No. No. Um, first of all, we had Zidane Ochara scoring against us, which... Boo! Do not like... Oh, look, there's Tuca. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Are video we... Call. We are six minutes in. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're the... Yeah, I fucking knew it. <laughs> So now we know that the beast that was going to be summoned at the number of the beast was Tuca, the cat. And some uh, little cuddly Satan just hanging out in my lap, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's the best kind of Satan, you know, cuddly. Mm. Okay, so, uh, yeah, so Charis scored against us. And then 11 seconds later, we had Daniel Sprong, who is still a thing. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, I mean, that guy has bounced around to a couple of different teams, and I I always thought his name was fun, but I didn't really know anything about him. He's from the Netherlands, right? That's the only thing I knew. Yeah, um, from the Netherlands. I think he grew up in Canada, though. But uh, Yeah, Sprong, uh, well, he's a thing, and, well... He did got, the thing. Yeah, I got credit for that goal. So, and then... We get into the second, and we have yet another. Oh God, the Caps going up three nil on us. That was a power play goal. So so fun. Wasn't yeah. Wasn't great. No, no. That was a Livzon holding call that uh, did not help us very much. But okay. Uh, and then that's when the fun began. I mean, not right then. It was like it took four minutes. I was going to say, I did I, this next goal. The one that we could worst Pasternak's first goal was uh, in second period. I think it's pretty important that that had that they did get that goal so quick after Carlson's 
Like if you trail that too long, it's just gonna it's gonna get to your head, and you're gonna hold, and you're gonna hold the stick too hard, too tight, and stuff, right? Yes. Kind of erases past mistakes. You're like, oh, okay, we're it's like it's still two to nothing. Nice. Like it has that kind of effect on your uh, huh. your mental state. Makes everyone. I was wondering for you what you had to say there. It's like, huh? I just said something like player mentality related. Where's the actual hockey player on this one? Yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it when you have a quick goal like quick comeback like that it makes everyone feel good it's like all right our that mistake that kind of led to that to this to that third goal all is forgiven it's a, you know you, you all fail together you all recover and uh are redeemed together so that's 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 what it feels like yep they went into the third just being down by two like you said and uh that felt better but with this team you can't not think that the third is, uh, period is going to the magic hour to just brutally just savagely bad pummel everyone in the third it's something else we'll get more <laughs> to that we'll get we'll be getting more to more of that of course right oh yes yes there are a couple of key tweets this week that summed it up that i absolutely loved pasta wasn't done he wasn't done with the first goal he decided to add to his two game total of two goals yes uh, so I don't remember the details of this one with some nice passing from McAvoy and Zborrell. Yep. And then we had Smith. I'm glad that Smith is getting goals. I wish he had more because, well, he will shoot from anywhere. I mean, like he shoots from everywhere, but we also know it. You also know what to expect from him, right? In 82 games, you're going to get between 20 and 25 goals and sentence. So and he's probably about the right nice. pace where he should be yeah. then. Okay. That's fine. I know. I just... I want yeah. more. And he looks like he has a haircut from 2005, which I really enjoy. <laughs> Speaking of haircuts, Nick Ritchie's hair always sticking out through the holes in his, yes. head, in his helmet. Yes. And he doesn't even have like that much hair. It's just a disaster. It's wonderful. <laughs> I thought it was a one-game anomaly. No, it, it kept happening, though. Yeah. He's a beef boy. I like him. Yes, yes, he is. He's a he's a husky boy. Yeah. <laughs> Do they still make like, husky yes, jeans? That man, that man is a professional athlete. <laughs> yes, which is like him, Kessel, and honestly, McAvoy need to like form like some sort of sitcom together, living like a beef boy. I house. Like, uh, William Nylander, on account of looking like someone that sells used books, um, uh, should probably be part of that sitcom. Oh. <laughs> Oh my God, Neilander! Remember those pictures that they they released last summer? The NHL was like putting some like cliche sentences next to black and white portraits of certain players, and it's like I looked at the Neilander one. I'm like, who is that? Is that a member of ABBA? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is that a professor? Because, like, he has these, like... He's definitely the used bookseller in some sort of, you know, occult movie. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, oh, no, no, you shouldn't open that book. No, 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 bad things happen when someone opens that book. He wears the corduroy (laughs) blazer with the patches at the elbow. I mean, he just didn't look like William Nylander, who used to have, like, this really baby face. And... He's turned into a hobbit. (laughs) Look, celebrate all body types... Absolutely. I, I wonder if Charlie McAvoy is ever going to grow out of the little baby face fat. Oh, I hope not. Because he's got the cheeks, man. I mean, yeah. that's why he's called cheeks by some people. Mm-hmm. Uh, his body, I don't notice as much, but his cheeks just, yep. yeah. 
So, but yeah, uh, Richie's a big boy. And you know what? He's got great hands in front of the net. He even assisted on a goal here. So that's on, on that's goal. Yeah, that's right. On the uh, Smith goal. Okay. Now my favorite goal of the game, though. Yes. Well, your boys to boys did the thing. My so, yeah. Boys to boys did the thing and was assisted by my other boy and the mayor of uh, Walpole. Not Weymouth. Hey, not not Wal- Weymouth. Not Weymouth. Uh, Walpole. Not Wellesley <laughs> either. Not Wellesley either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't expect Brandon Carlo to really jump in the scoring that much, but I love it when he takes a shot and he's got it. That's his second goal of the year, correct? Yes, it was. Yes. And it was the he game was winner. It a two-point game. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's doing what he can. Um, I also want to point out that my boys to boys answered a question on uh, Friday night's Nesson broadcast. A girl from some sports program in in the Boston area asked him the most important skill to be a hockey player. And he said, well, you know what I've noticed? Skating. Skating is the best thing. You've got to be a really good skater. It doesn't matter. That's what he said. I've noticed that players in the NHL and the NWHL, skating is a really key thing for them. And I'm like, oh, did you hear that? My boy acknowledged the women's league, which is good. That is, I would say that's something that should be a bare minimum that players would do that. But I am really happy that he he uh, he said that. Of course, it was a girl who an- who asked him the question, but I'd like to think that he would have answered that that way if it were a boy. That was really sweet. And then, of course, to complete the uh, five unanswered goals that the Bruins won the game with, Marshy had an empty netter. Yeah. And you know what's important here is apart from that gig, that goal, these were all even strength. Yes. Which is, uh, you know, that, that, that's, that's, that's nice to see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, because we were missing it for the first week at plus, right? Oh, my God. I'm so glad that they found that. And they found it before Pasta came back because that was really tough to watch. You can't always count on getting on power play goals or... <laughs> <laughs> the two shorthanded goals that they have this season <laughs> right. no, no. can't always count on your special teams. Got to be able to I'm score. Yeah, if, 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 if your win plan is planned around a um uh, around power play goals, you've 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 done you've done gone fucked up. Yep, yep, yep. You have. All right. So originally this week, the Bruins were going to play five games. Okay. Or, like, it was supposed to be four games, I guess, this week, and then a fifth game would have been tomorrow night or so. So the Bruins found out, I think around Wednesday or Thursday, that they would not be playing against the Sabres this weekend because of COVID protocols. Oh, and the league fucked this one up good. Ah, yeah. I stopped looking how many sabers were. Well, well, no, no. So, 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 so what? No, but was it was a, a shit ton of um, uh, devils. It was the big thing, right? So, what, what, the, what the league? There was apparently two guys in the Devils that were put in COVID protocol like last Friday night, and the next day the Devils and the and Sabers still played. The next morning, Kyle Palmieri got put on COVID protocol, Ooh. and then like over the next day or two, the bottom dropped out. Oh, wow. And so apparently Buffalo, after this, is like, well, okay, so what should we do? And the league's like, oh, nope, we're going to continue to play this game and so forth. And then didn't tell them about Palmieri and stuff. So the league fucked up pretty bad. Oh, I did not realize that. No, I did not know this either. I, was, I read that on The Athletic. I think. Mm. Love The Athletic. 
I I get the athletic. I don't read it as much as I should. Sorry. It's the only one I pay for. So like I'm, I'm paying for this. I'm going to read this pretty like rigorously. I've got a $1 a month deal. You see the problems? Once you're a member, you're fucked. Like on <laughs> yep. that one. You got, it's like, oh, I could just quit periodically. And, uh, but you know what? Their deals aren't going to line up with when I need it. Cause my expi- because my expire because my subscription runs in like April. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Early November for me. Not much better. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember when mine is. Yes, I, I guess I should have known about this, but that's why Jeff's here. He's like in the know, right? Yes. Yes, I know things. We'll go with that. <laughs> Come on, we each have our strengths. I mean, I have a, per- a smart... Uh, I have a tongue that doesn't like to speak and <laughs> a sparkling personality. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> As Jeff laughs at that. Yes, Jeff knows things. He drinks and he knows things. I mean, right now he's drinking seltzer and he knows things, but you know, mm. let's go yeah. to um, Wednesday because the Bruins only had three games this week and some time off, which is nice. So I know that Jeff did not get to see Wednesday's game and that is I mean, like I could have watched part of it, but like a 9 p.m. Atlantic start time on the Wednesday is just like bullshit. Fuck. It is too bad that you didn't even just tune in for 12 seconds. That is extremely fair. Because the, the poster knocking happened on Wednesday. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. It was so beautiful. I didn't think, you know, he's just going to take 12 seconds to go score a goal. I didn't think that. I thought, uh, we're going to, like, go through the first period with nothing happening. Nothing will happen. I mean, more mo- most of it went by with nothing happening. Mm-hmm. Because it was, what was it? Oh, God. I didn't even write down the score on this one. It's like four to three Bruins. There were long stretches with no goal scoring because basically nothing happened between the first and 1529 of the second, you know, well, 12 seconds of the first and then, but my point is, is that I didn't expect that pasta would score so quickly. And, uh, I was pleasantly surprised in his third game. He had three goals already at this point. And it was just beautiful because off the face off down the ice, McAvoy's primary assist, from Bergie. Just what you want to see. Oh, yeah. Jane Gostas Bear has not been seen since. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And oh, my God. Yeah. Don't, not only did he beat Gostas Bear, he put the puck between his legs and got it back and yeah. shot that goal. Oh, my God. See, yeah. I, I know that Gostas Bear is his jock is now mounted on Pasternak's wall. Yes. <laughs> he says, Who's your Stop daddy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I watched that. I'm like, oh my god, you can't defend that. I know Gosper, um uh, Flyers fans are like, ah, oh, he's garbage. And I know his 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 play is up and down, but and he's clearly not a not 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 a particularly um uh, in favor with Vigneau. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know many defenders who would have uh, been able to defend against that. I, I mean, on a serious note, maybe Chara because he have a huge reach. But if you're getting close and you can do that to a defender, you're elite. You're absolutely elite. It was just the skill. The skill with which he just killed him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and so, you know, it was like I watched that. And I was just like, how? And then the rest of the game formed my original question that I asked at the beginning of this, this episode. But yeah, we had that. Then we had Hayes. 
It was basically three unanswered goals up until like the near halfway mark of the uh, third period. So you had Hayes and Voracek and Farabee. Farabee, who I, you know what? I'm getting tired of hearing his name. So tired. All that stuff happened and it just set up just, again, one of those really great comebacks that the Bruins have been doing this year, how they had done for periods of time last year that just spawned some really great tweets from uh, Pete Blackburn. But anyway, Pasta comes back on the power play. First from uh, Richie and Bergie, and I that one I saw the, the uh, some of the, the, the film for, and it's... That was a nice little play. Richie popped it back out to Bergeron, I think, right? And uh, Pasternak came down to the left goal line. Just unbelievable. And at this point in the game, the Flyers began to frustrate themselves so much that they spent lots of time in the box. Very, a lot of time in the box. I mean, the, the power play, the comeback in this case was entirely driven by the power play. It was, it was, because Pasta, again, with his, his hat trick, Oh my God, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, so hat trick with 15 seconds left in regulation. Oh my God. Yeah. I know a lot of people, well, I don't want to say, well, if you're being overly critical, you'd be like, oh yes, the Bruins relied on their, their power play on that game. Um, well, first of all, congrats to the power play being really good. But additionally, I thought the Bruins outplayed the Flyers all game. Carter Hart was just, I don't know, you know, that game confirmed what I always thought, and that is Carter Hart is a very good NHL goalie. It was making great saves. If we want to be critical of the Bruins, Zaboral led to two goals, and that was not ideal. Hopefully he grows from it. It's okay. So when you frustrate, when you're dominating the play, especially in the third, you're controlling the puck, you, you tire out the other team, you're going to get a power play. So I will say it was their even strength play that set up their power play goals, their power play opportunity. Time. It was only a matter of time before Carter Hart got like overwhelmed because it was like, you know, they had even shots in the first period. But then in the second, the Bruins had a, a slight edge. And then in the, in the third period, they took twice as many shots as the, yeah. uh, as the Flyers did. Flyers did. And they did it in quick succession, too. So that's going to wear a guy out. I can't believe that the Bruins had two shots in overtime. 31 seconds. That's a pretty efficient. Um, uh... <laughs> yeah, I think it was a rebound. I think that's what it was. But uh, yeah, so, okay. So Pasta scored the tying goal. And then Scott Lofton went for interference at, in 1952. Wow. Of a tie game. Why? Oh. Um, as, a, as a hockey player myself, I have some advice. And that is to not do that. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, like, uh, interference is, like, high on the list of extraordinarily avoidable penalties. It's not yeah. like a stick infraction where sometimes that's just going to happen incidentally, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. So that was dumb. We can all agree on that. Not a good move. Very dumb. What killed them was they just kept going to the box, especially when with the game on the line, you don't do that. Right. So now I don't know about you. I thought, okay, going into overtime, we do have an extra man because in overtime, three on three overtime, you can't go under three men. So we had four versus three. And it didn't hurt that we had Bergeron and Pasta and Krejci and, excuse me, I'm assuming it was Brad Marchand. Or no, it was Charlie, I think. It doesn't matter. The other person was just there for fun because... 
Bergie. 31 seconds. I, I expected a full period of overtime. I expected almost oh. five minutes. And Bergie was like, nah, not feeling it. Let's just get it. I'm not it. feeling this. No. Yeah, no. Yeah. You know, because it's like, it usually takes a little bit of time to figure out what's going on and stuff. But Bergie's like, let's just end it and win the game. And he did. And it's great. Love it. May I share a story about the King Titan goal? Yes. All right. I haven't uh, shared this with anyone yet. And this will really prove how nerdy I am as if being on the podcast has. So every Wednesday night, I play Dungeons and Dragons online with my friends. And I am a ranger. The rangers, of course, lead, you know, they lead people through the wilderness. Dungeons and Dragons. I like playing as a ranger. So I'm a ranger. And we have been assigned a quest. And they asked me, and my name's uh, Chinooka Ramadaniel. It's about White Hanukkah. And I, that's just what I do. Chinooka! Uh, yep. <laughs> um, so they asked me, Chinooka, are you ready to lead us through the forest? As Pasternak scores with 13 seconds left, I'm watching the game and I just scream, Fuck yeah! <laughs> I start cracking up, and the other guys do too, just thinking, okay, Nick's just in character as Chinooka Rama Daniel being over the top. I'm laughing because I realize, wow, the coincidence of those two events happening at the same time could not be any better. <laughs> they don't realize I'm laughing, that I'm watching the game, and I really enjoyed it. Um, so I, I wish it was recorded because the timing was absolutely perfect it wasn't like a oh chinooka you, you ready fuck yeah it was chinooka are you ready fuck yeah right away <laughs> like it happened right away <laughs> um and it's something i'll never forget chinooka <laughs> yeah when you said that you, uh, your job as a ranger is to make it through the wilderness i couldn't help but think of the opening lines of madonna's like a virgin <laughs> okay you know, instead um, of like a virgin, it would be like a ranger. <laughs> like a ranger. Leading people through the forest for the very first time. <laughs> we'll work like on it. Like a ranger. Got my bow and arrow on the line. Okay, I'll stop. I'll stop. I'll stop. Um... <laughs> Cool, cool. <laughs> Thanks, y'all. I had fun with that. Thank you for sharing. After this game, Pete Blackburn uh. sent out a couple of tweets that were just perfect. The first one: the Bruins have gone zero days without being unnecessarily dramatic. Correct. Then he's like, the Bruins are whatever animal plays with its food before ripping its fucking head off. So they're cats. They're house cats. <laughs> 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 Well, I mean, you would know. You have. I mean, like, uh, no, the this beast. cat wouldn't know what to do with my mouse, but I've seen how, how enough other cats handle the matter. She is the beast that was summoned at the six minute mark. I think we summoned it from, from one of the lesser hells. <laughs> 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 no, like, like, like a hell that's just sort of inconvenient, not just, you know, eternal damnation. <laughs> <laughs> You know, just like the bus still shows up, but it's always just a little late. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I am getting growled at. One, one minute. Oh What's dear. going on? What's going on? You want to go downstairs? You want to go see Daddy? Uh, 
Why don't you go see daddy? Well, you know, sometimes uh, Boomer likes to give me a, a growl or a bark. Menacing growl. It's just a, hey. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, dogs, what, what people who don't own dogs may not know is that dogs have all sorts of growls and sounds that they make. You know, I had a Rottweiler who made lots of very distinct growls, you know? And people would be like, oh, my God. And I'm like, no, no, she's fine. Nisia had a fairly, like, condensed list of growls and sounds, but then she, like, hung out with a bunch of beagles at the uh, dog park, and that was the end of that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, I mean. Beagles are are talky dogs, right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean. She learned things. (laughs) Yeah, you know, um, Boomer is the borkiest dog that we've had. He will bork at all sorts of things. He'll bork at me. He'll bork at things outside. He'll bork at delivery drivers. He will bork at other dogs. He will all sorts of things. You know what I mean? I say bork because it's it's kind of fun to say it. But anyway, um, he has like dogs that we run into at the park. Not run into, but we see them at the park. He has this one dog that is a hound dog of some kind. And I call it his Aru friend because hounds go Aru. <laughs> Oh, so, so she, she picked up like some howls and stuff and stuff from these beagles. Like, <laughs> very interesting. Yeah. Although she doesn't bark, at, she only barks at, at that Julie, myself, the cat, or nothing. You know, you and with, the, with rare exception, only inside the house. Hmm. She does, I've never seen her bark at another dog. It's weird. <laughs> Boomer just he like just barks whenever he wants to. So. Uh, but a lot of times, like when he's laying down, he has this really cute, like, uh, like I'll be petting him and he's like settling in. And he's like, indeed, <laughs> he makes those, those sounds and it's so cute. And it's like, I'll be rubbing his, his nose and he'll be like, it's like he's saying, I'm so tired. Oh, I just need to, to lay here and get comfortable. And uh. So anyway, so he basically was telling me he needed my attention. He went downstairs. He peed. It's a shame that you missed the Wednesday game, Jeff, because so much fun. So much fun. And Gritty, did you see what Gritty was doing? I, I did not. He was naked. He was naked. He was getting um he was getting his portrait nude portrait painted. Well not portrait, but he was a nude not a chase lounge, but on a on a sofa. He was painted like he was one of those French girls. Yes, yes. Paint paint me like one of your French grits. That was magnificent and wonderful. I did not notice what he was doing on Friday. They didn't really focus on him that much. Nessin not really caring about my gritty needs. Listen, Jack's effort this year is just like, he's not even trying. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not even that he wanders off on tangents. He just drifts off and stops talking for a while. <laughs> he said the word unmolested the other night. And I'm like, can you stop saying that word? <laughs> yeah, ETD51 really went off on that for a while. <laughs> Unmolested. Like, oh, yeah, I guess let's think 
some words that he could use. Untouched, yeah. unbothered. Yeah. I mean, like, strictly speaking, it wasn't an improper use, but it was an ill-advised use. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, molest is um, one of those words that... Um, yes, it has other meanings, but you're not really supposed to use them that way anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I always got an un- inappropriate chuckle when I was in Spanish class, because molestar in Spanish means father. Yeah. Um, I mean, but it's like, oh, yeah, that, yes, that, that does make sense. But, uh, yeah, goes down, go, goes down the boards untouched, uncontested, I, unbothered. I think I, that was already mentioned. I like that one. Unbothered, unchecked. Yeah. Yep. Unchaperoned would be a fun one. Oh, <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> that That's a good one. That's a good one. Unchaperoned. So... It just wandered right into the offensive zone. No one really put up a stink. <laughs> he was like a babe unto this new world. <laughs> there are words that you can use instead of unmolested. So there you go. Use any of those words. You can come up with your own. Send them to us. We will talk about it. We will let those be propagated onto the air. That could become a segment on this podcast, which I would think would be pretty funny these thesaurus yes yes the hockey thesaurus jack likes to be live and in person and he is not this isn't working for him yeah (laughs) yeah he definitely doesn't like calling his play-by-play based on the um home team camera angles right yeah because uh, there are way there's no nesson cameras in the building so the he's stuck with uh whatever phillies broadcasters choosing to shoot right and don't get me wrong calling a game is really hard and it's a lot harder when you can't see everything that's going on. So, let's say calling from video seems like it'd be almost impossible to me. Yeah. I do think they get the feed quicker than we do. So, he is still slightly ahead of the play, but I, I wouldn't I wouldn't enjoy it. Of course, I, I, I attempted, and again, I, I, no, no, that was last night on another, another uh, chat I was having. I failed <laughs> journalism school. So, and the, the hardest thing I've ever done in my life was do play-by-play for a basketball game, which has times where nothing is happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, hockey is not that way. No. So no. It's a, it's a tough job. Imagine calling baseball and football. I mean, in baseball, it's okay to have lulls and mm-hmm. quiet because that's just the speed of the game. It's more laid back. It's supposed to be more cerebral, but whatever. And I don't understand why I just don't use like those kind of calls as like some kind of meditation thing because it's just like it's so easy breezy. And football, it's just like it's like they talk about the play and then a bunch of seconds get rolled off and uh, they talk about just about anything. That's why they're giving constant updates on injuries. Who's gone into the whatever the talk to the sideline person, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, okay. I mean, I love football. Don't get me wrong. Always have. But I never really thought about calling the game. It's a lot easier to call a football game than it is a hockey game. I know we're getting very off topic, but I think for that reason why the the lulls in the game, I think that's why people get more attached to baseball and football announcers because more of their personality, more of their life is is able to be shared because they're, they're telling stories as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, oddly it, enough, it, it, I think that's what people hate about Jack Edwards. It, because it, he you know, stands it's, out. Yeah. yeah. He tries to inject his personality in. That's what it is. And unfortunately, I mean, sometimes he loses the plot pretty bad. 
it's frustrating. I mean, in the last year or so, I've gotten really frustrated with Jack because it's like, just shut up. But it's tricky because I hate almost every play-by-play that they shove down you. I did not like Doc. He was a little too hokey. I mean, I'm a big fan of John Forslund, who I guess we're going to be seeing a lot less of on national broadcast now, seeing as he's moving going to Seattle. But so jealous of Seattle for that. Carolina was a fool to let him go, I guess. So I love Brick. I really do. Honestly, I don't like the radio play-by-play for the Bruins either. I mean, the yeah, the play-by-play guy. I don't like Judd Surratt that much, but I love Bob Beers. I mean, you can't put Beers and, and uh, Brickley in a studio and call a game, but they're fun. They know the fundamentals of the game. They really know how to explain things. So mm-hmm. I love it when Brick reads copy because he does a better job than Jack Edwards does. Oh, my God. The other night they were doing a Wegmans ad. Like a, a live Wegmans ad. They're like, oh, we got free food before the game. And and all these pictures of Jack looking uncomfortable, like he doesn't want to eat this food. And I'm like, shut up, Jack. Wegmans meals to go are good. Fuck you. <laughs> I mean, honestly, Jack doesn't look well to me either, but. Uh... <laughs> well, I mean, his hair is looks a little too really, long. really uh, drawn. <laughs> uh, Whenever they do show him, it's like, something's not right. Well, I mean, he's always been really, really thin. Oh, I know. I know. When his hair is the right length, he doesn't look as drawn and gaunt, you know, because mm. your hair length can do that to you. He's also, guy's got to be pushing 60. Your face changes. Your your body fat settles in different ways and whatever. Excuse me. I don't want to do any speculation that he's sick or anything. I'm just saying, like, my main thing is I look at him I'm like, well, Jack, I commend you on not getting a haircut because it may not be safe to do it. I, I will say his hair definitely give, gives him a, a certain strung outness. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that there is, this is where sometimes men go wrong. They want to use pomades and various things that kind of slick their hair down instead of using something like a spray mousse, which will make your hair look a little, um, little livelier give you a little volume and not look so greased out Uh, my hair does not respond well to pomade or of any kind even when it's shorter just doesn't do it Uh, i use a spray mousse it gives me volume i'm not using it right now but when i do my hair a specific way it it just makes my hair look livelier and i think that men shouldn't be afraid of that do not be afraid of making your hair look livelier okay but i just think that think that his hair makes him look especially not great right now and you know you look at brick and you know that brick's going out and getting the haircuts and stuff like that because he's got a an image to maintain it's not just the sparkling blue eyes all the time and that smile he's got to look a certain way so brick's hair looks the same all the time and brick looks fine so i guess next to brick too you know jack is gonna look like Mm -hmm. brick's a brick house that's for sure (laughs) man i'm just like digging old guys now that's that's my thing i thought it was just old jewish guys love jaffe not crazy about the beard sorry it's just not working for me but i watched snl and i actually watched the the first half this morning because i did not see it last night and eugene levy's on it and i'm like man i love eugene levy he's like really hot now just Old Jewish men, love them. Absolutely love them. I guess I just love old hockey players, too. All right. There I am. Like, loving the old guys. But anyway, happy to see Brian Boucher in a glass case of emotion on Wednesday (laughs) night. (laughs) 
This is, yes. Oh, and that's another thing. The, this week, before we get into the next game, the NHL started taking down the glass around the backs of the benches because they would like to have more airflow. And Honestly, I'm kind of like, why didn't they think of that before? I know. I know. Well, it's very important to know how to call a, a delay of game if the puck goes that way. I mean, like anything that interferes with properly calling a bad, calling penalty, a penalty that shouldn't exist is like a possible, probably a positive. Unless they're just going to start throwing away around more of that bullshit. Yeah, I don't know. They started doing that because of COVID protocols, obviously, because they wanted a little more air in there. And finally, after I don't know how many games and how many outbreaks on certain teams, they've gone and done that. Meanwhile, they haven't really addressed the the apparent the problem with the size of the penalty box in the context of COVID. Hmm. Was it last night's game where those pictures were like five guys in the penalty box at once were? Oh my god. Oh yeah, yeah. That was uh <laughs> it was Friday night's game. It was like everybody goes in the box. Okay, we have two guys who were fighting. Air in the box, you know? And then Bruins just kept adding to it. Oh, know. yeah. Backtrack. Trent Frederick. Didn't he fight Wilson Monday night? Oh, yes. yes. He did. Oh, my God. I that forgot about awesome. that. That was awesome. I, um, I am so glad that Trent got to have his fight. I mean, like, Wilson won that fight pretty evenly. It was pretty handily, but, but Frederick didn't embarrass himself, which is important. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Trent wanted that fight, and Trent got that fight, you know? So his performance in it is. Uh, but you, you get you challenge a fight that you get your ass handed to you. That's not going to energize your own team. Yeah. And uh, actually, you know what? I'm glad that you brought that up because I totally forgot about that. I was just taking notes on the games and I didn't really think back on it. And, and that was instrumental to reviving the team that night. Oh, yeah. That was the that was the turnaround. Yeah. That was the turnaround. So thank you for bringing that up. I forgot totally about that. Mm -hmm. We'll point out that Tim got really upset when Trent Frederick was put back on the taxi squad for a couple of days. Um, but but it's just interesting because like he's the one with the sports business degree. He should be able to like get why they're doing that. We talked about it. I we know. talked about it. We we know this, but I don't know. I just now again, it only serves a purpose if they if they're really going to do something with that with that cap space. And I know Tim doesn't believe they are. Again, I, I get my guess is something very big at the deadline this year. You should have heard Ben last night talking about Taylor Hall. Oh, oh my God. Oh, that's me saying Hall in a hallway. Uh, Way down there. <laughs> I mean, I'm wondering how he's going to be if the Bruins trade for Taylor Hall and pull it off and get him on this team. I, I'm wondering how Ben is going to handle that. I mean, he'll probably um, be fine. I mean, like, I, I don't really understand his dislike of Hall. <laughs> oh, he told us. It's because... Yeah, he told us last night. He he did not understand why Hall, who only really wanted a one-year contract, went to Buffalo. I mean, like, no one does, really. The obvious answer is two pad stats. I was going to say two pad stats, live in a hotel for four months, and get traded at the deadline. Not even four months, two and a half months, and get traded at the deadline. <laughs> He's sworn off his hatred of Dougie. He's made, I wouldn't say he's made amends, but he's just like, nope, I'm fine. Dougie's fine. Again, yeah. I think what it was is he was, Hall was only getting, you know, six million, uh, um, uh, six million a year over four year offers. And he won, wanted more than that. So he's like, okay, well, if, if Buffalo's the team that'll give me eight million for a year and I can we'll figure it out next year. But like, I don't know, whatever. It's 
cynical, but... Well, anyway, it'll be interesting to see if that happens and uh, what Ben will... Uh, how his reaction will be. I'm sure he'll be better because it's his team now, but he's really mad at Taylor Hall. That's about as much as I want to dedicate to Taylor Hall right now. But thank you for bringing up the Frederick fight because I totally spaced that out. Every game, almost every game, I write I write recaps and I never look at my recaps. Because <laughs> you know what? I'm going to tell you something. Sometimes I'm pretty dumb. Anyway, I did not write a recap on this next game because uh, it was a Friday night and I didn't need to. Friday night's game, the last game of the road trip and the uh, last game until Wednesday. Uh, because they get a couple of days off, which is probably what they need because we have a lot of people who are banged up. So this game, it was all third period, all third period. I mean, except for the chaos in the third, in the first, you know, after Connor Clifton and Nicholas uh, Obekubel's fight at um, uh, 1350, <laughs> which like good on Cliffy hockey. Cl- Connor Clifton might just actually be insane. I think. So just, 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 just a little touch. The, slid, the cheese has slid completely off his cracker. <laughs> he, I mean this as a compliment to him. He plays hockey like he's a beef boy, but he's not a beef boy. He is. He's a very scrawny man, but he yeah. plays again like he's he's got the body of Nick Ritchie, um, which is impressive. Only an insane man plays like a beef boy without being a beef. He said, cheese has slid off his cracker, and I'm here for it. Yeah. Well, it, it's, it's because he's Iron Man's son. Oh, okay. We all know uh, this. Yeah. He's Robert Downey Jr. Jr. <laughs> so he plays like, you know, uh, he's got to save the earth. Uh, he's got to save the world. And uh, he's going to do it with his fists and with his erratic play. And his sometimes more focused play, and then sometimes his really just wacky play. So, anyway, during his five <laughs> minutes for this fighting, he of course uh, was joined in the booth by Wags, McAvoy, and Carlo. Just to the point they had to start stacking defensemen. <laughs> this seems like a fine place to be. They just wanted to all get together and hang out appropriately without masks on and apparently leave Miller, Zaboral and Lausanne in charge of things. Now some, now that worked out um, very well, but yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, sometimes when you leave the young guys and the guy who came back from the dead, when you Mm. leave them with more responsibility they rise to the occasion and more. What you're saying is put the golem in charge of the children. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, sure. <laughs> it worked out this time. <laughs> I mean, you know that they, they don't want charlie mcavoy to take on this leadership thing right now they just want him to play his game you know and and uh and basically hone it a little bit more right so it's fitting that he just went off to the box and hung out with carlo and wags and and frederick uh, not frederick i'm sorry uh cliffy it, because it yeah. was fun 
They had a good time. Hey, a bunch of Americans hanging out in the penalty box together. Oh, my God. We have so many Americans on this team. Yeah. It is unbelievable. And our defense is a lot of Americans. Yeah. Uh, we have a Canadian again now, though, because because with Lausanne. But uh, we haven't there hadn't been a Canadian on the Bruins uh, ro- um, defensive roster in a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, not probably since... Uh, a person, yeah. I was going to say McQuaid, but I feel McQuaid. like... Canadian. How did we acquire it later that year? Holden? Is Holden an American or a Canadian? Give me a minute on this. I think he's American. <laughs> I think Nick Holden's American. I, I think so too, but I don't know. Hang on. I, Vegas, there we go. Uh, nope, Canadian. He's from uh, St. Oh. Albert, Alberta. Oh, okay. Well, I was wrong. All right. Well, since Nick Holden. Ruined great. Yep. Hang that number, whatever it was, up to the rafters. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I barely remember him. Is he on my signed thing? No, he's not. So therefore, don't need to remember. Hey, look, the guys got to hang out together for like, you know, two minutes or more at a time without masks. And they're not getting fined for it or suspended for games. It's not really a great draw for the guy that, you know, babysits the penalty box, though. I always thought about that. That's, that, that's the risky area on the ice. Well, um... It's a small space with glass all the way around it, unless they've taken the back out of it, which I hope they have. First of all, double mask. Take hand sanitizer and just plop it all over the guys. Rub it. Have them rub it in their own faces. Just have, uh, just have, just have grain alcohol in a spray bottle. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Just hose them. <laughs> That's how you should do it. Tell them not to breathe at you. Hit them with sticks if they don't. If they don't obey you. See, you, know, you hit guys who are padded and also carrying sticks with sticks. You who are not wearing pads often get hit back with sticks. Not if you make them afraid of your authority in some way. Like if you hit I mean, me, I'm not even you entirely get sure what the guy in the penalty box does besides just like you know. Prod the guy in the ribs if he if he starts making goo goo eyes with the guy in the other penalty box. Open the door. The the guy oh, okay. has usually has a clipboard, so I don't know what he's. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. He usually has a clipboard. I don't know what he does with the clipboard, but he has it. I mean, the clipboard's like the most cliche. You hold this to make it look like you're doing something useful. Um, oh, okay. object. Well, I mean, I've seen guys writing on it. They could be just practicing. Doodling. Oh, okay. <laughs> If I were sitting in the, the penalty box, I would definitely have something to doodle on. Yes. I forgot. I forgot about the stigma of the clipboard. I mean, that is the, you know, you should have an action figure of a backup quarterback. You know, he doesn't have a helmet and he has a clipboard. And sometimes he has a headset, but most of the time he doesn't. I mean, they give more to do than backup goaltenders. Backup goalies are just like, yep, yep you're going to get the door, right? <laughs> Yeah. Glenn was surprised that uh, Yarrow Halak was wearing a mask during the game. They've been having the backups wear, wear masks all pretty much all season, I think. I would do that. I think it's fine. I mean, it makes perfect that. sense. If you're going to have the coaches wear it, which again seems excessive. Also, the coaches are pulling them off their face constantly in order to yell at their players. <laughs> which is interesting because you think like you'd almost be an advantage. You don't. Well, I guess they're not. It's not like baseball where you're calling plays. If no one can read your lips, you have an advantage. But <laughs> I don't know. Mask up when you can. 
Yeah. I gave you many, many things that the guy inside the box can do. And if he's not doing them, then that's on him. It's not on me. I apologize. I, I informed you. I am on call. Yep. I got to go. Oh, I'm okay. sorry. Yep. It's okay. It's okay. That's all right. Sorry to ruin the flow as well, but I didn't want to be like, hey, fuck you guys. I'm leaving. <laughs> but you could have done that. I wasn't going to take it personally. <laughs> well, guess what, guys? Fuck you guys. I'm leaving. <laughs> My camera, I think, turns off. Or, or I do that. Anyway, all right. I will talk to you later. And um, I'll tell you. You'll have a good one. Okay, you too, Nick. All right. Bye. Bye. Anyway, uh, so yeah, things didn't really happen in the second, apart from like uh, Saboral and and Jer and and Farabee just decided to keep tripping each other. <laughs> I'm so glad that Zaboral's making new friends. <laughs> <laughs> Farabee tripped Zaboral and then gets a breakaway, so Zaboral Zaboral gets ends up hooking him, giving him has a penalty shot, which uh, Rask stoned. Yeah, well. I watched that play out and I didn't think that he was going to have it anyway. He just kind of didn't seem like he was all that interested in the shot at the end. I mean, he might have been very interested in it and just like kind of slowed down his pace or something. It just didn't look like he was going to have it. So I'm glad that uh, I'm talking about Farabee, that is. I'm glad that, that Tuca was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I hate it when my defenders just do this shit, but whatever. And it's like, why do they do this to me? They've seen me in the fucking shootout. God, for fucking sakes. <laughs> okay, I guess we have to look at it this way. Do we want our defenders going after Tuca and tackling him in the net? A la Charlie McAvoy. Glad that they're finally okay with each other. And they're, they're you know, that, <laughs> that Charlie isn't constantly pushing people into him and all that shit. Or do you want your goal, uh, do you want your defenders just get the fuck out of the way? And just handle it yourself. Jeez, they're just a bunch of children. So, yep. I forgot about the penalty shot, too. Boy, I'm not doing that well today. But anyway, Tuca. Yay! By the way, Carter Hart was not in this game. Not because the Bruins have beat him up until this point in three games. But because he had back spasms in practice that morning. So they, they took him out. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to point that out because people might be like, ooh, Carter Hart is soft. He didn't want to go against Bruins again. That was not it at all. So we end the second. Wagner takes a bad penalty. Second of the night. We would not <laughs> see. Wagner was not seen again as a result. <laughs> ooh. I did, um, not, did not realize that. Well, I mean, that. that second penalty was very late in the second, right? It was at 1957. And, uh, oh, yeah. Jim and JVR scored at um, uh, 20 seconds. 27 seconds. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah um, 30 seconds later. Uh, Go get dressed. Your night's over. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's just, it's like, I think it's because they just had Wagner playing too many minutes. Like, you know, trying to put him on the on the third line was just like, there's, there's better ways, guys. There has got to be a better way. There is a better way. I mean, they were they were traveling, which meant that they were stuck with whoever was on the taxi squad, and they were a little strapped unless they wanted to try rolling Greg McKegg there. I get that, and it's a shame that Sedition wasn't available for these last couple of games. It didn't matter, but it would have been better. It's frustrating when your veterans fuck up like that. 
Yeah. Just like in the game before where Lawton was just like, I'm going to, I'm going to interfere with this guy with eight seconds left when you're going into overtime. You're going to have a bad time. <laughs> I, I would venture to guess if they, if they gave them more than eight seconds, there was a chance that they could have just ended it in regulation, but whatever. Mm. Yeah, so uh, Van Riemsdyk on the power play. Uh, yeah, it's... from Gustafsson and Giroux. So it was actually like a, it was a great goal for me on my um uh, on my di- on the, my dynasty fantasy league um, that I bought into this past this past off season. Okay, well that that's great. Anyway, yes. So JVR goal. Wah. But then you know at twelve oh one, Brad does Brad things. Yes, so fun. Let's talk about Brad for a minute. Brad said. Last couple of seasons, he's been playing maybe at max 80%. Gets the sports hernias all settled. And while he does not have numbers like McDavid and Dreisaitl, who have ridiculous numbers, but their team... Oh, impossible numbers. Yes, (laughs) impossible numbers, because they're the only two players on the team. (laughs) Um, Um, You know, but Brad and Patrice are both at... 15, 15 points in 11 games, which is like, you know, great. Oh, no, I am not complaining. I'm not complaining. Not, no, 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 no. If you thought I was complaining, that's not it. Oh, no, well. I just, I love what Marshy and Bergie are doing. And you've got McAvoy in on there, on an assist there. McAvoy's got what, 10 points? He does. Yeah. So that's a lot better. Like, like there, you know, there was, there was things that he should probably end up getting him, uh, getting Norris discussion this year, but if he keeps putting the points, so it might actually be like a meaningful finisher as opposed to, you know, someone that constantly should be, but just doesn't score enough. To, right. You know, right, right. So the shackles are off. He's jumping into plays. He's getting the puck where it needs to go. That's great. What's really great is that Marshy, you had uh, Elliot who was in, in net and he was doing really well. Until Marshy scored. And then 27 seconds later, man. One of your boys. My, yep. My other boy just hits the post. It goes in. It's great. I mean, you know, big goals only Sean Corelli. Big goals only. I love it. Yes. Game winner. Game winner. Game winner. Because it's a big goal. From Bjork and Krejci. So. Bjork and Krejci. Krejci. Oh, God. Krejci's been quietly just like really like despite the fact that he's just this winger situations have been even more chaotic than normal. It seems I got to tell you, I feel bad for Krejci because it's like, he started out the year. It's like, okay, I know I have two wingers and then it's like, well, nope. <laughs> um, nope, nope, nope. Both your wingers are out. And uh, one of them's probably dead based on the fact that there's been nothing even vaguely resembling news. <laughs> yeah. I'm worried about Kasha. Like usually even when someone's got, even when someone's got a, a bad concussion, there's usually like something about why they're out or their progress. Just I wonder how much of it is just respecting his privacy and how much of it is just like we know his concussion history and we don't want to push him any more than we have to. So we're just going to pretend that he is um, not on the team. I mean, not saying that he's not on the team, just like like we're not going to talk about him. Not not our thing to talk about. It is. It is really disturbing because when I saw it go down against Miles Wood, I didn't think it was that bad, but I was obviously not part of it. And I also haven't had multiple serious concussions. I want him to come back. I want, or, or more importantly, I want him to not suffer serious issues with this, but we really do have to think about 
what the solution on that second right wing is for real. Again, there's no people. There's no reason to think that the solution isn't Kasha, but he also needs to not be injured. So, right. I don't even know. And by the time he gets back, he's going to be just so far behind in like all of the chemistry that he could be building with, with Krejci. It's frustrating. It's really, really frustrating. It's kind of like he comes back and it's like we're starting again here. And then DeBrusque. DeBrusque is skating. He only looks good playing out of position, but with, with Brad and, and, and Bergie. Before he got moved up there, he was looking awful. Yeah. Dude, you were told to get more consistent and to work on your game more. I don't get it. Because you're supposed to have a higher ceiling than this and you're not doing it. I don't know. It'll make the decisions around the expansion draft very, very interesting. Hmm. I mean, at this point, is he just not responding to coaching or is he just gripping the stick too hard? You know, where he like he's overthinking someone. I don't I think it was Dom Tiano had a Twitter poll like who has, you know, this many goals and no assists in their last 30 games. And I was like, I kind of feel like this is DeBrusque, but that's too much. That can't possibly be DeBrusque. Yeah, it was DeBrusque. Oh, yeah. It was like, this is before he got his one assist in six games. But like, it was like five goals, five goals in his last 30 games going back into last season, zero assists. It's like, from the side, when I was looking at this, like, that can't possibly be DeBrusque. Those numbers are too awful. But they were. We were talking about what what could we upgrade in this forward group? And, and I hate to tell you, it's DeBrusque. I know that. You know that. Everybody knows that. I mean, and well, yeah, and the continuous standing issue of two right wing, but like the solutions are there. It's just we haven't had the opportunity to see if it's a solution or not. No, no. I, I just, I grow really frustrated with DeBrusque. I want him to come back, but I want him to come back and really play better. That's it. That's all I want. Well, I don't, and I don't get it because when he's, he's absolutely, when he's actually buzzing, like, holy shit, something ain't right there. And I don't really think it's a coaching doing. It's not that he's doing stuff and failing. He's just not doing. Mm. It's too capering, by the way. Yes. Yeah, I can hear it every once in a while. It's cool. Oh, <laughs> oh she's very happy. <laughs> Either that or she's grumpy because it's t- 10 to 6 and she hasn't gotten her dinner yet. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. Anyway. Speaking of DeBrusque, DeBrusque and Grizz probably rejoin the team this week because it would be helped by the fact that we have, of course, this break with these two Buffalo games being postponed. Right. Yeah, I'm hoping that this these few days, the people who are banged up a little bit or still trying to, to work their way through injuries will be back. So, yeah, I think the one thing I saw was that Studnika is a little further, is a little further away than the two of them are. Mm. And Kasha is presumably alone in a dark room right now with earmuffs on. Hmm, poor guy. That just sucks. I still believe he's capable of being it. I just wonder if his body's not gonna, is not up to the challenge anymore. Is it, it, taking too much. I know. And that's frustrating. Really, really frustrating. Because honestly, I kind of want to see a sustained run of, of Krejci centering Richie and Kasha. Well, like, that just feels like a, it's a classic lime combination there. Passer, volume shooter, neck front guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that would be really fun, actually. Yeah. Well, let's hope that uh, Kasha gets through what he has to get through and, and is able to find his way back. Good thing is we didn't sustain any more injuries this road trip. So, woohoo! Yay! So this gives people a little time before they have to meet up, I guess, down in New York 
Well, you'll tell us all about the schedule in a little bit. But I do want to point out one thing. And I feel like I was very, very right. And in the first episode of the season, I said that I can't wait for these games against Philadelphia because I think they're going to be a lot of fun. Did you think they were going to be fun this way, though? I said they were going to be fun. And damn it, they are fun. It's fun when you win. <laughs> I, I, I agree. Yes. <laughs> and yes, while the Bruins have decided that they want to toy with us as well at home before they decide to win the game. I love it. It's fun. I mean, like the good news about our next Philly game, that's also that, that's that that's the Tahoe game. I look forward to what sort of insane mayhem they have Gritty doing, although I have a feeling it's not going to be on site, which will be sad. Gritty is important, though. Gritty is gritty Oh, part is of it's, oh, shoot. Oh, Boston counts as the home team for that game, too. So, yeah, no Gritty. Oh, Maybe. oh I know. No. I know. What? I mean, it would be a mistake, but I bet that's what happens. Oh, man. I mean, it's both a great thing and an awful thing that Gritty's the uh, the, the, the grittiest league's most visible player to non-hockey fans, but, like... <laughs> Gritty means so much to so many different people, and it's beautiful. Even though Gritty is complete chaos and the embodiment of the city of Philadelphia, he is love. He is love. Everybody should accept him. That's That's all I have to say. I agree. I knew from the minute I saw Gritty, I was like, I am here for this. Okay? Here for it. Love it. All right. So why don't you tell us about what's happening on the schedule? Well, so, of course, we were supposed to be playing Buffalo tomorrow, but that is postponed to April. It it involved moving some games against the Devils, too, just for the fuck of it. And (laughs) and the Islanders. And the Islanders. So, yeah. yeah, Yeah. So it was like... uh, yeah, I think we actually. Oh, I don't know. I I don't know. We'll we'll get. Anyway, to it they're late March and April. All the everything. That, yeah. Um. So they are off until Wednesday. That's of course um February tenth, seven p.m. Eastern time at Madison Square Garden against the Rangers, who have been not good. Oh, that's too bad. And uh, they were supposed to be the last team in our division, in the division we were playing. But, of course, we have not yet played Buffalo because circumstances. (laughs) Right, right. So I saw a gif, the goaltender for the Rangers, Shesterkin, Shesterkin, Like There doesn't seem to be a consensus around which spelling is the right one there, yeah. Right. I think it's actually his his name is spelled Shesterkin or something like that. But anyway, I saw him walking out of the the rink and he turned around and had some harsh words for the person behind him. So I don't know what that was about. So I, yeah, they're not good. Plus the whole, you know, shit heel Anthony D'Angelo thing. But. I was just going to get into that. He's never going to play another game for them. I'm not really convinced he's going to play a game for anyone. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, there were rumors that he was going to be traded for Sam Bennett in Calgary. Was there actually rumors that or was it just, well, well, Sam Bennett's also asked out, which like at the same note, Victor Mede in Toronto is also asked out. So, <laughs> nope, it was an actual rumor. Look, if I were an NHL team, I would certainly not trade for D'Angelo. It's paid quite a bit for the next couple of years, too. And they shouldn't have been given. And he's been all when he when he did play this season, he was bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, well, first of all, he's bad at defense. 
<laughs> you might be literally the only player ever that can say that, hey, Mark Stahl made me look like an NHL caliber player. <laughs> He's a defenseman who is so bad at defense. That it doesn't matter that he led defensemen in goals last year or whatever, or or was like third in them, whatever, or something, yeah. Yeah, he's basically like, oh, well, he's not good enough to be our top 12 forwards, or we want to have him on the ice, but he's not good enough to be a forward, but he's also not good enough to be a defenseman. <laughs> and they'd stopped playing him on the first power play, so he no longer served any purpose. Yeah, so... The, the Rangers have really screwed up the way they handled this whole thing. They acquired him in a trade, and we've known since their draft year that he was a piece of shit. Yes. This year, they said, well, we are giving you a warning. Don't do anything again. And then he went and did it. Cause All he, sorts of things. This is a guy who, even though he had been fined and suspended for various things, going back to his OHL days, he's never really suffered a real consequence now you got people talking about second chances like this man's on his 10th or 12th chance if he was a cat he'd be dead for keeps now yeah yeah i just (laughs) i don't think his racist bullshit his racial slurs and other slurs that he's uh said to Uh, other people denial i think that falls into a political thing and i don't want to make it along political lines i'm just saying I'm just saying, COVID denial. I don't even view that as a political thing. Like that's just that's just irresponsible and awful. I'm not bringing up any of the other things where that where we both are we both are dancing around where that goes. Okay, but well, like, all right. Well, you know, unfortunately, <laughs> I guess on this side of the border, I look at COVID denial as going hand in hand with a political statement. But it, it is technically a mutually exclusive issue. Okay. In- all right. So yes. Disseminating dangerous things through COVID denial. Yes, that's one thing. His horrible behavior towards other human beings who have every right, if not more right, to be in the same place where he is. Okay? Mm. The first time he abused an official should have been the only time he abused official. But it happened again in the major leagues, in the NHL. Yeah, when he was in Arizona. Yeah. Why does he get another chance? Not even to talk about his, his teammates. I just, look, we've known he's a shitbag. He proved that he's a shitbag. He should not be playing in the NHL again. I don't think he should be playing in the AHL. I'm surprised if he actually reported. Well, no, I think they told him not to. Oh, well, just terminate his contract. Yeah, that's what I don't understand. Like, I feel like, you know, assaulting a teammate should constitute breach of contract. And if the Rangers didn't have that somehow in 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 their terms, then... That's on them. Yeah, they fucked up, if so. He's, he's assigned to the taxi squad, but not practicing with the team. I assumed when they put him on, on waivers that they would just... I mean, would you want him anywhere near your prospects, though? No. No. I don't want racist exactly. pieces of shit near any prospects, near anybody. All right. Well, you know what? Let him go play in the KHL where he belongs. I was going to say, he and, you know, Slava Voinov can, ha- yeah, he can have a terrible human being party. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just go do that. Man, am I so glad that no NHL teams just picked up on Voinov. Because that was a dicey situation. Uh, but Yeah. Okay. So, okay, Rangers on Wednesday night. <laughs> Rangers on Wednesday night, and of course, um, uh, Rangers a second time on on Friday night. Again, 7 p.m. Eastern. 
also in Madison at MSG, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a back-to-back, uh, 7 p.m. on Saturday. That would be the 13th uh, against the Islanders. Oh, uh, so are they at home or are they playing at they're the still, Islanders? They're at Coliseum. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that makes sense. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. Then they're home for a day and next and on the 15th. So they get to be home for to be to, to, to see their, their their wives and girlfriends for Valentine's, Aww. and then on uh, and then on Monday the fifteenth, uh, home against New Jersey. You know whose birthday that is? I don't. It's Yarmir Yager's forty ninth birthday. Forty fucking nine. Yeah, I know that because he's fifteen months or so older than me. He's a year older than my friend, who's also born on that day. Ah, okay. This <laughs> is like very strange. <laughs> number of months to bother counting specifically <laughs> okay one of my longest known and dearest friends elena was born on that day and uh, she is just about three months older than me so that's how i know it so incidentally this is hilarious the uh, because of the, uh, the buffalo game cancellations we don't play the first time we play buffalo is march 18th <laughs> <laughs> wow, two months into the this season before we see them. Yeah. And then have to play them seven times between, you know, between then and then in a season that ends like two days into May. Man, I got to tell you, it's going to be really sad when we have no more Philadelphia Flyer games to play. Yeah, we have none of those in March, for example. Yeah, and then it, we're going to have to play like the Sabres too many times. Three times in March, three times, four times in April. Oof. And then then once in May. And we play the rags on uh, on the last day of the season on my birthday. So, woohoo. But anyway, okay, that is the schedule. It is. I'm glad that we have Valentine's off so that we can appreciate Yaromir Yager's birthday better the next day. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we might as well wrap it up. Okay, well, listeners, you've been listening to Barely on Topic. You can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are found. You can uh, talk to us on Facebook, that's at Barely on Topic Podcast, or on Twitter, at Barely on Topic. And, of course, there are our individual Twitter accounts. I, for one, am at Dr. Hand Grenade. And Nick is at... Uh... At Nick Baggio, which is funny because, like, it totally should be uh, at um, uh, Bagel Bruin. That, at Bagel Bruin, but it's not. I just need to see this one thing. When, ah, there we go. Second result. Ah, dang. All right. I uh, I am uh, at uh, Yaromir Yager is older than me by uh, a year, and Miroslav Shatan is. Um, Younger than me by more than a year. Dot com. Also known as at VA from RI. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to have something clever to say there, but like, I just like, I checks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Huh? No, he's a Slovak. <laughs> he, he's Slovak. Oh, he's Slovak. Fuck. Okay. Well, nope. They were born, but they were both Czechoslovak. <laughs> oh, true, 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 true. They were both Czechoslovakian. You're right. Okay. But, you know, I just, I, I needed to look it up because I did not realize how old the, uh, that he was. And I wanted to see. And, and yeah. Okay. So, checks! <laughs>
And seeing as they're both not here, um, word. Oh, see, I was using Chex's word. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Ready? One, two, three. Chex. Chex. <laughs>